Today, we're going to be talking about uh, going to college and earning multiple degrees between the two of us and taking on no debt. So we're going to talk about the process and kind of why we wanted to go to school in the first place, um, how we went to school with having kids, like raising little kids, three of them to be exact, through, you know, uh, completing those degrees and then going on to do like advanced master's degrees and why we wanted to do those and how we did those without debt. So without being like a super long episode, because that's a lot to unpack. It is. All of it's available on the website, <laughs> firethefamily.com. I've written extensively about all of these things, and I'll put uh, links in the show notes to the articles so you can take kind of a deeper dive. So we're just going to have a conversation around it, talk a little bit about you know why we went to school, how we did it debt-free, and kind of what that's done for us, not having student loans. like that, cause That's it's huge. That's the moral of the story. Yes, it's huge to come out with a lot of education that benefits mm-hmm. us and we can profit off of with no debt. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of our listeners are, uh, have kids or teenagers and, um, that are going to be, you know, looking at college in the next few years. And I know when I remember when I was in high school, we started talking about college in like ninth grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and now it's even in the elementary schools, like they, um, really push at least back in the district that I was from, they really pushed it hard. And like all the teachers had little banners of what college they mm -hmm. went to. Like they're really giving the kids like an introduction into like, this is important. Mm -hmm. You should do Mm -hmm. this, you know, without being like, what college do you want to, you know what I mean? Just like a brief introduction. So it's definitely being introduced really young. Yeah. And it's interesting because not every family can afford to send their kids to college. No, they can't. Like mine, uh, we, we were basically, going the route of community college and then into like a, the idea was community college, get a direct transfers associate and then go on to a four year school. And it was all going to be just, you know, the first, my first year of college was partially a sports scholarship for baseball and then partially my parents. And so that they were going to help me go to school, but I didn't know. And I, I don't know if there was going to be that kind of like they, would they be able to cash flow right. six years or, you know, five years right. of getting my bachelor's degree? Probably not. And I wouldn't have expected them to. And so for, uh, for me, I kind of had to go like an interesting route. I had to either like get a lot better at baseball, which I was mm-hmm. tired of and wanted to be done with. Um, and, or like take on student loans. Yeah. And mine was a little bit different. My parents, really pushed they had a fa- we had a family friend who really pushed not going to a community college which looking back I really have no idea why because mm-hmm. when you get your final degree it literally just says where you ended up graduating from so it really doesn't make a difference but I went straight into um WSU and so a four year school and um went from there um but my parents right off the bat told me that they'd pay for my first two years. And then after that, it was on me. Like mm-hmm. I had to finish footing the rest of that bill. Yep. And so, I mean, they, they paid for, um, my first, I must've gone two years before we moved away. Didn't I? Yeah. Yep. So they did, they paid for my first two years and then we moved and I knew I still wanted to go to school. So then we paid for that semester that I went to Wichita state university, mm-hmm. the other WSU <laughs> And then, um, had Riker put things on pause 
and then came back and, you know, continued on. Yeah. And so when she says WSU initially, that's Washington State yeah. University. Yes. <laughs> and then I, uh, when I, I did my first year of community college, played, played baseball and kind of like half the season, I did the winter workouts and then part of the spring ball. I didn't make the, the traveling team. And then we had a bunch of junior college kids mm-hmm. that, um, that had gotten drafted from all over the nation that came in like, uh, at the last minute, like a month before the season started. And they were amazing. Like they were, they were prospects. Like they were going to go play in the major leagues, uh, at some point, probably in their career. And they just needed another year of experience. And so they all came down, right? And here's me, right? Like I was, I was good enough to get a scholarship at a junior, a decent junior college, but that was kind of where I peaked out, you know, in sports wise. And I was wanting to get more serious with Kayla and we were in different cities and not seeing each other very much. Mm-hmm. And things just weren't going. My parents moved to the other side of the state. So I moved in with my sister. And just, I just didn't really care for my situation at the time. And I wasn't headed down the best path. Like I was just kind of being a bum like I was. And so my out there was to join the Air Force. And that Mm -hmm. was something that my dad had introduced me to a year prior and just as like an option. So for me, it was like, that was my ticket to getting out of the city, taking Kayla with me and starting a life because we want, we really wanted to, but I had no means of supporting a family and kids and, and making a decent income. I was 18, 19 at the time. And, uh, I just, I didn't know a way, any other way to do it. And I knew I needed to probably needed to get a degree and that's how people earned average incomes. And so for me, that was like, well, I need to get a degree before we can get married. And we just wanted to speed that up. And so one day went over to Kayla's house and basically it was like, Hey, let's, what do you think about this? And I think we were walking in the parking lot of like the Walmart in Pasco and you talked to me about it yeah. and I was like, yep, let's do it. Like all in, <laughs> I don't know. I've just always kind of like, mm-hmm. sure. New adventure. Yes, please. We had talked about kind of a, a, you know, a backup plan in mm-hmm. case something happened and we got, got pregnant or something, right. Or something like that happened. And it was kind of it was kind of the back the plan B like well we could always go do this if something doesn't work out and we just decided to jump in with both feet and do it and so I stopped playing baseball finished up the semester of school and then uh, uh, had to wait to to go and get in the Air Force and, and leave for that and I left the next fall in October and went to basic training so when I got to the uh, my duty station in Kansas um, I learned my certain you know doing the things I needed to do to learn my job and. Uh, we had the opportunity to have our school paid for. And so like tuition assistance, we could go to, go to take college classes on base and, uh, uh, they'd cover it. And so I was like, well, we should probably do that. I mean, it's free and I, I do want to get a degree and, you know, maybe this, this isn't something I want to do forever. I was in the main maintenance career field. And so it was like kind of backbreaking labor and working the elements and a lot of travel and, um, great when I'm young, but I didn't really know right away if like I want to put all my eggs in that basket. And so I, um, I started going to school, taking classes, kind of online classes and in person in the, in the evening after work. And so we'd work, you know, 10 hour, by the time we got our tools and started working and put our tools away and got out of, you know, got out of formation, it was probably, you know, 10 hours of work every day on average, if we weren't on 12 to 14 hour shifts. And so then I'd, I'd have to do school at night, which I took like one or two classes a quarter and it really wasn't a lot but the core classes like the six five six or eight core classes that I had to take to get that degree um, was added into like the technical training that I had to take for four months when I was in stationed in Wichita Falls Texas learning how to work on airplanes and so you add those two things together and you get the CCAF degree the community college of the air force degree and it's an it's an AAS associates of applied science so it's kind of like the bachelor's of arts versus the bachelor's of science or the AA the associate associates of arts 
right? Like, and so it's a little bit, it's more of an applied, like technical type training uh, degree. But uh, it, to me, it was a start and it was a kind of a piece of paper and I, it's something to show for the work that I'd put in. And so nobody around me was doing it. And I was like, well, I'm going to do it. And so um, started taking some classes and that, and that worked out really well and kind of got me started in wanting to do more with school. And so I just kind of looked at how much I have left to get like a bachelor's degree. And so um, when I decided to separate from the Air Force, uh, a lot of that was to get out and use the post 9-11 GI Bill and transfer to the Air National Guard and work one week in a month. And so the idea was that I'd still stay in the military in some form, but I could finish a degree, which was more important to me. And because at that time I decided I didn't want to stay in the Air Force for 20 years. So when we moved back to Washington State, uh, I went back to school. And Kayla was going to school at Wichita State while we were in Kansas. And then uh, she, we decided to go back to Washington when I separated because we didn't have our any money. We had a kid. We had Riker. He was a couple years old, two years old. And, uh, Kayla was the furthest along in finishing her bachelor's degree. And so to us, it made more sense to go back to the college where she had done most of her school because she'd have to start over somewhere else or it set her back to go somewhere else. Yeah. With Wichita, it was going to set me back an extra year. And, um, you know, I was already working towards that. I had, I only ended up doing one semester there. Um, so I was close, but I was closer with Washington. Mm -hmm. And so, um, we both started going back right away. Um, you were working at the school and I was working part-time in an after-school program because all of my jobs except for Red Lobster have been with children, right? Like that's what I'm passionate about. So we were busy. I mean, between, um, pulling our weight, living with your parents and then Riker and then full-time school and then part-time jobs on top of it. Like it was a lot. And then, um, Towards the end of my degree, because I finished earlier than you, we ended up um, deciding to have to get pregnant with Brody. Mm-hmm. So I was pregnant like that whole, almost the whole last year um, when I was student teaching. So I was teaching full time, you know, student teaching without getting paid. I was pregnant the whole time. And then um, I think I was still working part time at that point. Um, not yeah, many we, hours, we worked almost the entire not time. many hours, but a little bit. Um, so it was a lot, yeah. a lot. And people would always ask us like, how do you guys do it? Like you have a kid, you're pregnant, you're going to school, you both work. Like, how do you guys do it? And I'm like, I don't know. We just do like, it was just our normal. Like we just powered through and like, I don't even think we've realized to the extent, like how much we were taking on. Yeah. And we had a lot of help along the way in the form of like my parents letting us live there rent free for mm-hmm. a year. Like that was a lot of like, that was a huge help because mm-hmm. it helped us. Uh, we were both working the whole time, right? And using the post on the GI bill, we were probably making around $2,500, $3,000 a month during this time. A lot of it was non-taxable income mm-hmm. because of the post 9-11 yes. GI bill. If you're a service member, veteran, and you have this benefit, please use it. You get so yes. so much value out of using the the GI Bill. It's it's insane. You get your tuition completely covered. You get uh, your books. You get a thousand bucks a year for books, and then you get a monthly stipend depending on your cost of living where you of your zip code where you live. For me, I was making about twelve hundred bucks, fourteen hundred bucks a month going to college full time while having my tuition completely paid mm-hmm. for, which is a ton at a state school. Like that's a ton Huge. of money. And then we also had help from Kayla's dad who uh, watched our oldest, watched mm-hmm. Riker every day mm-hmm. for half the day, yep. a good portion of the day, um, yep. kind of like a nice 
daycare set set up. And so that was really nice. And obviously he didn't charge us for that. And, um, it was just those two things really made a lot of this possible. And so we're Mm -hmm. super thankful to family, um, for helping us out during this time. Um, but it allowed us to work, go to school, have kids, like get ready. The whole goal was to like get ready to get an apartment at this time. And so we had to have an income and show an income to be able to get an apartment. And we did, I think we did when we were pregnant with Brody, we were in an apartment. So that year that I was like Mm -hmm. in my student teaching is when we got an apartment. So that was on top of everything else is like us being like, Oh, are they going to accept us? Are they Mm -hmm. not? Like, I remember we were talking about that. And I mean, we got in like they pretty much they don't really look at much they are it's not nearly as hard to get into an apartment which we didn't realize as it is like a house at that time because we we had been um in an apartment before in kansas but it was like the military covered it Mm -hmm. right like Mm -hmm. they paid our housing and Mm -hmm. then we lived on base and then we lived with your parents so it was like our first like real adult experience yeah like getting our own place to live yeah and um I was, I'm the kind of person that like when I, the plan, we had a plan way before we separated and part of that plan was to live with my parents and I told them it was going to be a year, like no longer than a year. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to show progress throughout this whole time. I didn't want anyone to think we were going to turn on them and become bums and just live with them forever. Right. And we didn't want to live with them forever. Mm -hmm. We don't, we wanted to have our own Mm -hmm. uh, space and obviously because we had a kid and we wanted, uh, right. We wanted to start our family and keep our family going and um, get on the right foot. And so, um, we just constantly found out what we needed to do from a finance perspective and how much we needed to earn and what we needed to earn like um, uh, from like a taxable income because not everybody when they look at your credit history or your income statements like take take something like post nine eleven GI bill as a as enough right. for payment which the apartment did yeah luckily and an apartment's a short term thing obviously yes. we wouldn't have been able to get a house on that no. we tried <laughs> <They didn't let laughs> we us. thought about and it so it's constantly constantly like pushing against the wall and finding out, um, you know, finding out what, what's keeping you from being able to cross that threshold and then working on getting that like, oh, okay. So in order to get a house, we need to be able to show six months or years worth of taxable income at this level, you know, in this industry and, and work towards that. And so, um, during this time of going to school, we also bought our first house. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, uh, well, let's back up a little bit. I graduated in 2017 with my bachelor's degree. Um, Kayla graduated just the semester before the that, year I think, be- with her, the year before, yeah, with, her, with her teaching degree. So mm-hmm. she could, you know, go right out and become a teacher. She ended up uh, working at preschool and being a director of preschool, which is pretty exciting. Helped yeah. get a preschool started yeah. off, preschool, up off the ground. Summer camp. It was yep. busy. Yep. And then, um, <laughs> and we had Brody. So we had two kids at this time. And then fast forward just a little bit. I got, a, I landed a pretty sweet job mm-hmm. as a BDR, which mm-hmm. is business development rep for a software as a service company. That's a lot to unpack. But I basically made cold calls every day trying to set appointments for prospects and leads to have an appointment and a demonstration with the account executive so he could close the deal. And so I'd make, you know, starting out, I made about a hundred calls a day. And then when I hit my peak about nine months later, I was, making about 50 calls a day and then doing fairly well and really enjoyed it before I got a couple promotions up to being an account manager. So I'm an account manager now and my income has grown, what, 30, 30, 35% each year of the last three years, which has been really exciting to, to, to watch happen. Um, but during the time of learning how to be a BDR, it wasn't just being a BDR. I was, I started my, in my MBA, started an online, uh, masters of business administration degree. And the reason I did that was one, because I told Kayla when I was, when we were like 17, that I wanted to get an MBA someday. <laughs> yeah. Before and he was 30. That was his before goal. Before I was 30. And that was like, that was a while. That was yeah. 20 years ago. You know, yeah. that was a long time. And so, you know, I set goals. I'm not, 
I like to achieve them. We typically <laughs> do achieve whatever we set. We've, yeah. and we've always done this. Like we've, I think we haven't done it in a while, but we write down the goals that we want to achieve by a certain date. And I'm fairly certain we've achieved all the goals that we've ever mm-hmm. done that way. We write them down or put them in the, in the early, st- early days, we would write them down, put them in an envelope. I think I read it somewhere online yeah. probably. Yeah. And, um, didn't know anything about the fire movement didn't really exist no. back then. I don't think. And, and you know, I'd read Dave Ramsey and listened to Dave Ramsey and, um, I'd read the intelligent investor. And so I was kind of getting a grip on things in my early twenties. And so we were like, Hey, we're going to write down all of our goals on an envelope, put it in the file cabinet, seal it up basically. And we'll check it in a year. Well, we f- tend to forget about the envelopes. Mm-hmm. And then one yeah. day I was like, Oh, Hey, we got to check the, check out this envelope. Yep. And we opened it up the first time we did this. And it was like, man, we checked everything. Yeah, everything. And the first, I wish we, we might still have it. The first envelope was things like my CCF degree, mm-hmm. uh, get a promotion in the military, right? Like earn another stripe, like those kinds of things. And then our goals became like later on, our goals became like buy a house and to start saving X amount of dollars a year and to have this many kids or, you know, all these things and, and then earn these degrees. And part of my, part of my long range goal was to get an MBA degree mm-hmm. because I like business and it was a pretty general degree. And, I, you know, I wanted to be a, a manager, a leader, a trainer, like something like that to help develop the people around me. And an MBA was a perfect degree for that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And so my bachelor's degree was in plant biology, specifically viticulture and enology, which is grape growing and winemaking. And I did that because I didn't really care what my bachelor's was going to be in. I was at that time was pretty much sure I was going to go into sales about halfway through that degree anyway, since you don't really need a degree to go to in, in sales. You don't need a specific degree. Most places will let you in with a general bachelor's and pretty much anything, which is the company I work for. They wanted to see a degree and I, I had a degree and they didn't care what it was in. Which I think is a common story at a lot of places that aren't teaching or police officer or, you know, some sort of, uh, where you need certification and you're going to be highly responsible for other people's lives and, or like nursing or something, right? And so, um, uh, while I was BDRing and cold calling and learning how to do this job, um, at my first real civilian career type position, um, was working on the MBA degree online. So that was like pretty much, I just, I just pretty much did it on the weekends. Some nights here and there, but it's pretty much just weekend work and a lot of papers and some tests. And I did that in 15, 15 months. And, um, so 15 months later, I earned my MBA degree and Kayla started right after that, like six months later. Yeah. Kayla started so her master's. I graduated. I was working, um, at the gym doing, uh, being the lead preschool teacher slash the preschool director, starting really getting that preschool program off the ground, doing summer camp, um, because Brody was really little and I didn't, I was not ready to go back to work full time yet. I, that I would be like in tears because I didn't want to go back to work full time and here he could come with me. So we did that for a few years. Then we ended up having Liam. So did that for another year. By the time Liam was like 10 months, I was like, I'm ready. I am ready to go work full time. And we made it work with daycare and all of that stuff. So went to work teaching full time in the district. And that was last school year and then moved here, got a new job teaching. Um, but in between that time, right when COVID hit, it was like perfect timing. Like we did not plan this. We just knew I was going to start my degree at the beginning of this year. And, um, 
at first it was going to be January, you know, after Christmas vacation. And then we were like, well, we really would like to pay for it in like chunks and not take on any debt. And so we're like, we'll just start it after tax return, which when everything levels out. So then I was like, okay, March, March is when I'm going to start it. So March comes, I start it that first weekend in March and, um, two weeks in, we're told we're going to be working from home for the next three weeks. So Mm -hmm. I was like, cool, I'm going to do my work from home, get it done real fast, and then bust my butt on my master's degree. And, well, and what three was the, weeks. What's the, degree, what's the degree in? What's it's, the name of it? Um, oh my goodness, now that you asked me. Education my, and curriculum? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So it's a master's It's a in, master's in um, curriculum and instruction. That's what it is. That's yes. what it is. <laughs> so it's like essentially looking at curriculum and um, deciding uh the, the good, the bad, how to implement it, um, that type of stuff, like taking your curriculum and how do you make it work the best for your classroom and your kids, essentially. So started that three weeks went by and they're like, just kidding. We're going to be going until the end of, um, April. And so I'm like, sweet, going to keep busting my butt, getting this stuff done. So I'm like knocking these classes out, like, I think I was at this point, I was doing, um, a full course a week, sometimes two full courses in a week. And then we found out that we were going to be teaching from home for the remainder of the school year. And at this point, we decided we were going to be moving. Mm-hmm. So my goal was to get all of my coursework, which at the longest it takes people a year and a half done in three months by the end of June, which people do. So that's like the short end of the stick of the spectrum is like getting my degree, uh, my master's degree in six months. So that would have been those three months for all of those classes, mm-hmm. which was a lot mm-hmm. of work. Um, and then three months for your capstone. Well, since we moved, um, I knew that I wasn't going to be able to do my capstone with um, packing and moving in June and settling in in here by the end of August when my semester would end. So I decided to just take these couple months, take a breath, worry about getting settled in here, starting a new job. Yep. And then when September hits, I mean, start that um, the capstone, that final project. So I'll have a full semester, a full six months, and it usually takes people three months at the most to get it done. So um, depending on how online instruction goes, if I can implement right away or not, um, my capstone project, um, shortest, I should be done by December, which will be amazing. So yep. that's March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. So 10 months. So I should have yeah. my master's in 10 months um, or you know, 12 months at the longest. Yep. So we'll both have our master's degrees in before we're 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exciting. It's pretty exciting. I'm joking with Nick that I'm going to get my doctorate next so that I can be, that he can, he can be, he can be Mr. Dr. Kayla French. (laughs) Well, so we have a kind of a running inside joke is that I have more degrees than Kayla does. And it's, if you really knew us, like we don't talk highly. We don't think we're cool because we have degrees. The reason we have gotten the degrees we've gotten is because uh, one, because for me is like that I perceive myself as the head of the household and it's my job for a long time. And our marriage has been to make most of the income. Now that Kayla's working as well, it's more of a split, you know, more of a split. And so for me, it was at the time it was like, man, like I need to have an insurance policy against like not doing well in sales. Sales is highly volatile, mm-hmm. especially in the software industry when companies are bought and 
we we're, we're owned by private equity, so we merge and are acquired regularly by other companies. Wake up tomorrow without a job, realistically speaking. Mm-hmm. We have three kids. We at, you know at the time had a, had our starter home, and we had some. You know, I didn't want to like there was no jobs for me that I wanted to do in our local area, and so I was like, man, I've really got to do something to set myself apart in case I lose my job and need to go find a new one. And uh, so for me, it was like. Uh, Having degrees is a great fallback plan. It's a great thing to show to show kind of the work you've put in, the experience you've gained, and society, you know, is that is that way, and it helps with getting hired. And I know how I know that I kind of know the game, and I've just kind of wanted to play the, play along with the game so I can continue to take care of my family financially one way or another. And so that is that for me. I didn't really, I've never really liked school. I've put in minimal effort. Yes, and he has. <laughs> I've put in not the most effort to, in N- any of my Nick's degrees. catchphrase all through college was C's get degrees. <laughs> that was, and then it turned into kind of like work smarter, not harder. It did. It that did. sounds better. It did. <laughs> but it's, it's true. I mean, I was largely, a, a, I, was, I would, I'd say a C plus average. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's probably pretty close. Um, Right around a 3.0, really. Whereas I'm upset if I do not get an A. Kale like, is the real academic. Here. Yeah, yeah, I am. And I like, the thing is, is I love learning. And um, I've, I'm sure there's a lot of personalities out there right now that are public speakers that tell you don't go to college and all these things. And um, that may be good advice for you. And I thought it was good advice for me until I re- the real world hit me and I realized I probably need a degree to continue to ensure that I could take care of my family into the future. And so for me, and it was free. Like the post-911 GI Bill is ultimately why I was able to complete my bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of money. It, it was a lot of money. And it didn't all come in value like in hard cash. Like no. I got paid monthly. I remember 12, 1400 bucks a month. Um, but it allowed us to get financial aid. So we talked about the story of us going through school with kids and kind of how we did, how that story unfolded. But like the way we paid for Kayla, Kayla's school, she didn't have the post 9-11 GI Bill. Only I did because I'm the one that served. Um, we used financial aid because we were still able to get grant money, grants, scholarships, the Pell Grant, um, federal financial aid. I got a veteran scholarship each year, things like that. Um, because we were married, yep. we are married, and um, we had kids, and we qualified for financial aid. A lot of married, young married couples, if, especially if you have kids, will qualify for some sort of financial and aid. Didn't we pool it? Like, didn't we pull some of yours? Like, because you didn't really need it for your degree uh-huh. since yours was paid for. Yep. Didn't we put yours towards? So mine? this is the kicker: if you're a veteran or no veteran, like you can still get financial aid. Mm-hmm. Even if you're using the post 9-11 GI Bill. And the reason being is because they don't, they don't talk to each other and it's not seen as taxable income. And so it's a benefit that's given to you. And you can, I, I can't count how many veterans when I was, cause I worked with veterans in the, in the veteran office at our university and they, they didn't apply for it because they're like, Oh, well, my school's already paid for. I won't get financial aid. And I just wanted to shake. Well, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. like, go talk to somebody and get it filed right now because it's never too late. And we, I still got, just as many mm-hmm. grant scholarships, those types of things to pay for my school as Kayla did. Yeah. And so we use that money to Yeah, pay we for just her funneled school. it into my school, which is how we got and, away with Yeah. And no some debt. of these things we didn't know all of this when we were going down. No, this we path. did not. We kind of made the decisions as we went. We were yeah. pro- I think at the time we were okay with Kayla having to take on like two years of student loans we were, in school. We were. And luckily we didn't have to do that. And so mm-hmm. doing that was like 
probably the most intelligent financial move we will have ever made in our mm-hmm. life. I've added it up and, and I put it in an article on the website. Um, I think total value between the post 9-11 GI Bill for my bachelor's degree and then um, using extended veteran benefits, which I'll talk about briefly in a second, for my master's degree because I didn't have to pay for that either. Total value between what I got paid monthly and the cost of tuition and the grants and scholarships, I think I, I, I surpassed a quarter million dollars probably is what I wrote down. Like in, that's a lot of money in value for mm-hmm. some, somebody just off this, you know, off the bus, like did, that didn't have a veteran background that couldn't use the 9-11 GI Bill. They just wanted to go to school like that to do what I have done would have costed them close to that amount of money. And that's insane. And that, you know, on Instagram, um, I see a lot of people that are heavily, you know, heavily in student loan debt for, for, um, what I will call basic degrees, like non, non doctor degrees, like non lawyer degrees, right? Like just, basic degrees, um, are over a hundred grand in debt. And the reason being is because you have to pay for your living, you have to pay for your tuition, you have to pay for everything that comes along with it, all the hidden fees. And so I'm so thankful and I just want like to tell everybody about it. And so I think I'm going to, especially this fall veterans day and everything like that, I think it'd be good timing to start talking more and writing more about my veteran experience for all the veterans out there because nobody's talking about it. There's misinformation. It's all hearsay. And usually if you hear something by hearsay, it's usually inaccurate. And even a lot of colleges don't know how to work, how to work the system. So, and it's all, it's all on the level. There's none of this is like doing anything you're not supposed to do. I'm very much like afraid of breaking the law. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't like, I don't like even considering breaking the law. No. Like it makes me physically sick. Yes. And so I, you know, I stressed a lot about this stuff because I was, I was like, this is just too good to be true. Like there's, so I did as much checking as possible, talk to professionals and talk to the people in the system. Like, is this okay? Will this work? Can I do this? And a lot of times what I found is they didn't know mm-hmm. because nobody was doing it. And so it was like, Hey, like when I was going to the university, I was like, Hey, can I get, can I get a double minor? Because I was like, I found out I was two classes away from getting another minor, um, for my degree. And they didn't think I could, but the rule books that I could. And so I did it. Right. And so, um, it's, you gotta be your own advocate. You gotta seek things out like the information and it's all on the internet. It's all available for you. And then you gotta just try and do it and see if anyone stops you. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we've done. It's what we've done. We that's definitely what we've we done. Keep, we keep joking that like, like, well, we'll just see how far they let us get, yep. you know, like, especially when we just moved from Washington to Texas and bought, you know, a really nice house. And it was like, to us, it was too good to be true because this house would be twice as expensive where we right. came from. And so it was like, well, you know, we don't, we're working remotely. It's the middle of COVID. I'm 50, 50 commission salary. Kayla was getting, going from teaching in one school district in one state to a new school, school in a new state. And it was like, who's going to let us do this? Yeah. And so I was like, well, we'll just see what happens. And so we went through the process and, um, checked all the boxes along the way. And that's really how you got to find out where you want to go, find out where you're at. And then just find the steps in between and just keep checking them off and you'll get there. Like that's how we've done it every step of the way. That's how we went to school. And, and, um, to, to go back a little bit on the master's degree, um, uh, vocational rehab is how I got, how I got that. And so I got injured when I was in the military and I got a disability rating and, um, that allowed me to get, uh, to apply for vocational rehab. And I found out that, um, what that does is it's like job placement. And so it can help you from anywhere from getting boots to go get a construction job. It can help you retrain to get a new, you know, get education to go work in a different industry. And, um, I was able to, to use that benefit to get a master's in business because I could prove that it was going to help my family and, and, um, help me land a better, a better job than what my current job prospects were. And so I got extended 
post 9-11 GI Bill benefits. So I got my tuition paid for and um, I got paid to finish my master's degree too. And so really thankful for that. And um, it'll it's going to pay off tenfold and um, hopefully get into a position eventually where I can train and manage and, and lead. So I think it's important to to say like why we're, how we were able to get the degree done so quickly. So mm-hmm. we'll just touch on that really briefly. And um, it's through WGU. And that's where um, we both went to, well, we both went to WSU, Washington State University for our bachelor's degrees. And our master's degrees are being done or had been done through WGU, which is Western Governors University. It's an online only school. It's fully accredited. And we started going because we knew a lot of people that had graduated from there mm-hmm. and everything checked out and they had the degrees that we wanted to get. And um, Kayla's mom had ha- happened to um, have a neat story about her degree. Yeah. So she went to um, the same community college Nick went to for her AA, but knew that she wanted her um, bachelor's too in accounting. Um, I'm not sure what her actual specific degree was, but something in accounting. And um, she was working full time. So there was no way that she was going to be able to go to um, the four year college that we had near us. There, it just wasn't going to be possible. So um, she looked into WGU and I told her, you know, I've heard of this, like a lot of teachers use it back in Washington. Um, it's legit. And so she did her research on it and she, they had the degree that she wanted. And so she finished up and got her, um, bachelor's degree, um, when she was right around 50. So, I mean, there's, yeah. it's, it's never, never too late. It's never too late. And a, a, big, a big part of it was that she was doing the accounting job mm-hmm. for a company, a private company, and they, they moved to a new state. Yeah. And she and didn't want to go. She didn't want to go. But she wasn't, she didn't have a degree to back up right. the 15 She years had just been working for this company forever and yeah. with the people forever. And so, um, she worked jobs that she didn't really want to work uh-huh. when she was lower going pay. through lower pay for the city, you know, accounting jobs for the city, um, you know, wasn't getting the same amount of benefits. And so she knew that school was something that she needed if she wanted to get back up to where she was or higher. And mm-hmm. so that was a, that was like the main driving factor for yeah. her to do it. Well, she was, she was the main breadwinner of the household. Yes, too. she was. Mm-hmm. So that so, was huge. I mean, yeah. she had to figure something out. Yeah. And WGU turned out to meet all of her needs. And so mm-hmm. when I was looking into getting my MBA, I was like, well, there's a lot of MBAs online, you know, mm-hmm. options. And for me, it was uh, more of a check the box kind of a degree. Um, I wasn't interested in the networking. I don't want to go, you know, start a tech startup and, you know, all the, all the things, all the, a lot of reasons why people get MBAs weren't interesting to me. It was mostly to broaden my my abilities to go out and get a job somewhere yeah, in different job industries, opportunity. job opportunities. And I didn't want to get a second bachelor's. So getting a second bachelor's is a terrible idea. You should go on to get an advanced degree. And my, like I said, my bachelor's is in plant biology and my master's is in an MBA. You don't have to have a business bachelor's and a business no, master's. No, you don't. If Kayla's example, she's a teacher. And so she's got her bachelor's in teaching and her mm-hmm. teaching certificate. And um, she's able to teach like middle, middle school math. And, um, as like an extra endorsement to the mm-hmm. degree. And if she wants to get a ba- you know, a bachelor or a master's, it should be in the same career field because she's going to stay in the same career field. Right. She's going to always be a teacher. And if she wants to earn more money, she needs an advanced degree. And the cool thing about being a teacher and a lot of school districts, I'm sure most of them, when you have, uh, they're, they're kind of like military ranks, right? So Very time and service so. and education. Mm-hmm. And so more education and more time and service, you go further down the, 
that chart and you get more money per year, mm-hmm. right? Yes, that's exactly how it is. Um, and th- like Nick said, it's not every district because when we moved where I'm working at a charter school system mm-hmm. um, this year at least, and they do not do it that way. It's more like they may give you a raise based on how well you are as a teacher. Yeah. So so it's just different. But um, where we came from, there were no charter schools. It was only districts. Union, so unionized, yeah. yes, and unionized for sure. Like mm-hmm. you had to, you didn't have to, but you had to join the union. So um, there, I mean, it's a no brainer. Like if you want more pay a lot faster, you get your master's. And I knew I still, even though we were moving, I knew I still wanted to finish it. I still want to get my master's because I may not stay in the charter school system. Mm-hmm. And even if I do, it's still good to have and a lot of the other teachers that I work with that um, have been teaching for a long time um, and are staying with the charter school still have their master's sure. because it's a fail safe. Uh-huh. I mean, if if something happens and you do need to go back into the normal school district, you have that and you're automatically going to get more pay. Yeah. Um, so and teaching, it's nice. Teaching is one of those fields where, um, especially if, especially now that you have to have these performance reports and stuff done, there's always a, there's always an aspect of like, what are you, what are you doing to further yourself and mm-hmm. your knowledge and on your own time? And education is a great way to do that. Um, it's very regimented and it's just kind of a nice, a nice way to continue to, to evolve that way. You know, always be learning, always staying up on, on new information that comes out, especially about teaching and learning. Like that stuff changes it's you know, huge. Pretty significantly. And well, and with a teaching, teach, teaching degree, like the states require different things. So like Washington state required you to do like, I think it was like a hundred professional development hours within like, um, a certain amount of years. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't remember the amount of mm-hmm. years because I wasn't to the point where it really mattered for me yet. Um, but here I just found out yesterday that it's 120 hours every five years. And I started laughing and I said, I did a hundred hours alone last year so yeah, i could yeah. bust that out and get it done yeah so and you might as well do that in the format you do, of a degree yeah, that's going to stick with you forever because you can count those you yeah. can count your teaching degree hours towards that mm-hmm. or your master's teaching degree hours towards that um along with you know summer trainings and sure. whatever else so the equation when we were deciding for her to go back and do school um well, the equation for that was was can we cash flow it mm-hmm. and at the time she was going to be going um staying in the school district in washington and so we saw that she was going to make about $7,000 more pretty much immediately after getting the degree, like the next year cycle, the next annual cycle. And um, so for us, it was, okay, how much is this degree going to cost? How much can she potentially earn back each and every year as a result of the degree? Well, the total master's degree for her at WGU is about $3,500. And you can make monthly installments, monthly payments. A semester. A se- semester, yeah. sorry. Yes. Yeah. $3,500? Yes. Yes. Oh, hmm. Yes. A semester. Yeah. So it'll be that right. times That's two right. yep. because I'm so, taking two semesters yeah, to exactly. finish it. That's exactly right. And so the initial goal is potentially to try to get it done really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, okay, 3,500 bucks a semester mm-hmm. times two semesters, $7,000. Mm-hmm. She was going to, she could stand to make $7,000 roughly the next, right? The next annual mm-hmm. cycle. And so sure, that makes perfect sense. A lot of too many people go to school and get degrees when they don't even do that simple math to see because it, it's an investment. It's an investment in time. It's an investment in money. It's an investment in energy and time away from your family, that kind of stuff. And um, a lot of people just go and don't know what the result's going to be. Mm-hmm. Like, especially if you get a degree in something that doesn't directly equate to additional pay like mine. Luckily, mine was paid for and I got paid to do it. That's really the reason why I went and did it. Um, but mm-hmm. it wouldn't have made sense for 
for Kayla to go fifty thousand dollars in debt to get a master's degree at a brick and mortar university, or thirty thousand, or maybe even twenty thousand, mm-hmm. um, because it would take three to five or ten years to pay that back right. with interest and all that and student loans. And so for us, the equation made sense. It's like, yeah, you should go get that if you want to do that. And if you have the time and energy, and, and yeah. we're both really young and we have a lot of energy yeah. still. We may, the, we may not feel like Okay, it, so when you do WGU, you have to talk to essentially like a recruiter at first, and he's the one who gets you started, and or she, and gets you started, and um, kind of just sets everything up before you actually start. And this guy asked me how long I had been teaching for. And I'm like, oh, it's my first year teaching. And and he had previously asked me questions about like my family and like my plans for WGU. So now at this point, he knows I have three young children. <laughs> this is my first year of teaching. And he's like, this is your first year? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I figured I might as well do it now, you know? <laughs> and he like, they just couldn't believe it. So um, don't be scared if you're a teacher at just going head first and starting right away because it's going to earn you back the money and you're going to progress along a lot quicker. Like for example, if you graduated at 24 from university and then let's say at 27, let's say, let's give some grace period there, right? Like Mm -hmm. at 27, you got your your master's degree through something like WG where you didn't go into debt to get it. You used (laughs) your, your salary to cash flow it and you were able to pay for your degree outright. Well, think between the age of 27 and most people probably teach to 65, you know, 60, Mm -hmm. 65, somewhere in there. Like that's like 32 years, 33 years of that extra pay. Like that's a lot of money. Compound that at just an average market return of like seven, eight, nine percent. Like that's a ton of money. Like it makes way more sense to get it done quickly, get that increased pay. Mm -hmm. And so if you're in a career field, it doesn't have to be teaching. If you're in a career field that you can directly attribute like a, another degree or additional education or simply a bachelor's degree um, to more pay you sh- and you can do it without tons of debt you should mm-hmm. probably consider it like it, it'll pay div- it's going to pay off for, for us for so long yeah and it's just really amazing and like I said for my example it wouldn't have made sense luckily I got paid to, to go and do mm-hmm. it so my motivational speech is like we don't watch like we've just started watching like more Netflix like I've watched a couple movies like <laughs> You know, recently, because we've got the media room and the, you know, the nice TV and everything. But historically, like the last couple of years, I've watched maybe five movies. Yeah. Like we, we cut cable. Like we don't spend very much time consuming content. Mm-hmm. We spend a lot of time creating it. Um, but most of our time, like up until like, um, when, uh, up until Kayla's doing her master's degree, like most of our time is spent like doing those kinds of things, those kinds of activities where we're growing or we're producing something, or we're generating income. Um, rather than the opposite where we're spending, going on to debt and, con- you know, just laying around consuming content. And so that's, I mean, there's plenty of time in the day and like, we're a great example of that. Like not to toot our own horns, but we've kind of gotten tricked ourselves or hypnotized ourselves or something. We got into a lifestyle where we're able to just do a lot and get a lot accomplished mm-hmm. and it's paid off a lot. And so now we're trying to have to like retrain ourselves to slow down a little bit and relax and have some, have some family, more family time, mm-hmm. just really make more time for, for things that are most important because we've achieved more in our marriage in the last 10 years than most marriages will achieve their entire marriage. And like, that's, that's just the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, whether that's, you know, that's, that's probably the best, that's all I'm going to say on that matter because I don't want to be perceived as like arrogant or anything like that, but it's the truth. Like, there's plenty of time. You can go to school and there's help there. If you're not a great student, like there's help. There's tutors. There's all, I went to tutoring for chemistry. Chemistry almost killed me. Organic chem- chemistry one, chemistry two. Chemistry is the one chemistry. class I could not pass. It almost That's it. Me. Like, like I had to take a different science classes because I 
I couldn't pass it and I didn't want to do it again. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it's I went, hard. I went and got help. Yeah. And I urged all the veterans on our, mm-hmm. on campus to go get help because the help is there. There's intelligent people that are wanting to help you and they get paid to help you. Yeah. Go get tutoring. Yes. Like, every, you know, I, yeah. Go get help. <laughs> so, you know, uh, hopefully this was a helpful, you know, episode for you. And I, I was really excited to talk about it today because um, it's our story. It's the truth. It's what we've gone through. It's um, it's a, a route that not every, but very few people, I think, take. And we found a way, a cost-effective way to get multiple degrees. We didn't come from money. We didn't come from some from academic scholarships. Like we found ways to go to school. Like, yeah, I had to join the military. Yeah, I had to separate from the military. Like, yeah, we had to live with family for a year. You know, like all these steps along the way, um, we had to have help from Kayla's dad to watch the boys. Everything we've done um, has has gotten us closer to this goal. But um you know, we couldn't have done it with help from family and friends, but like I said, we didn't come from money. We cash flowed most of our, de- most of her, Kayla's degree, all of her degrees. And, um, we're in a much better place financially because of it. And so now we have, we have, we've had our cake and we're eating it too, so to speak. Like we've done those things without going into debt mm-hmm. and it's paying off. We live in a very nice house. Um, we have an emer- fully funded emergency fund. We have a surplus of cash every month. We have decent jobs, very good jobs, like above average earning jobs. Mm-hmm. And Kayla's a, a teacher and she loves it and she's passionate about it. And I got to do a challenging job where I sell software every day and work with 200 plus businesses. And I really like it. Mm-hmm. And I love the industry. And I get to work remotely. And just the world of opportunities opens up to you is what I'm trying to say. And the more of these things you put in place for yourself, then um, and the better off financially. We would have never been able to move from Washington to Texas if we were straddled with a ton of student loan debt. Mm-hmm. We, wouldn't have gotten, we wouldn't have gotten approved for a house like this. No, there's no way. There's no way. And so, you know, way more opportunities open up to you when you can do things intelligently and, and, um, um, and you can just be proactive and plan and be very... Um, just be very intelligent with your decisions, mm-hmm. you know, and do play the do long game, play the long game, do your research. And like, yeah, it's not fun to go get a four year. It took me four, five years to get my four year degree. Mm-hmm, it's me not too. Fun. It's not fun at all. I didn't like it. <laughs> I've, that's why I built these websites. So before we end, like when I was doing my master's, I was doing my MBA. I was working full time. We had three kids. Uh, I was building this website for the mm-hmm. And that was like, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a lot to do at the same time, but it can be done. You just can't, you just got to sleep a little less and, uh, make sure that your kids don't suffer as a result of it. But that's it. You know, I got, I don't have anything else to say. We kind of left it all out on the table today. Yeah. Yeah. I like, mean, this was, like, this was like, that's this, about was like it. this is like the launching pad episode. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. Like I said, if you want to, if you want to read more about this, it's on the website. I'll put links mm-hmm. to these articles in the show notes. Um, you can check them out. I know not everyone's a veteran, um, but it's still really helpful information. And if you know anybody, please share it with them because it's life changing. It's completely life changing information. So that's all I'm going to say about it today. I hope you guys have a wonderful work week coming up. Um, Kayla's mom's coming to town today. So mm-hmm. we're going to have a family member visit. Hopefully she doesn't bring us the COVID. <laughs> She's not bringing us COVID. <laughs> but um, yeah, so you know, thanks for thanks for listening. Um, whatever platform you happen to be on, Spotify, Apple Music, or anything, leave us a review. Um, be honest or or whatever. Hit me up on uh, Instagram at Fire the Family and uh, go check out the website. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm.